Welcome to the Best of the God Reports podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm here today with my wife, Rebecca. We have such an exciting and special interview. Recently, my father-in-law, journalist Mark Ellis, received a special invitation to visit the set of the popular online television series, The Chosen. The Chosen season one was released in 2019, and it is the first show of its kind in presenting the life of Jesus over multiple seasons. The episodes portray Jesus' life with believable dialogue and characters who genuine, heartfelt emotions, pain, confusion, fear, exhilaration, contentment, awe, help viewers relate these stories to their own struggles and joys. While Mark was visiting the filming of season three, scheduled to be released later this year, he had the opportunity to sit down with actress Elizabeth Tabish. She plays the part of Maria Magdalena in the show. She says, my life before and after booking The Chosen is like a completely different life, like before and after Jesus. Enjoy this live interview by my dad and God Reports journalist Mark Ellis with Elizabeth Tabish from On the Set of The Chosen from 2022. I had a hard time getting out of bed emotionally and physically and um, slept way too much and um, barely making ends meet. And then I was doing commercial work, which is this sort of mockery of life. I go show up, have this happy, healthy family and kids and a dog and drive a nice car and smile all day and then come home and like go back to bed. And um, that was that was going on for a little while. And um, I was self-medicating. I was drinking a lot and couldn't quite find purpose or meaning or I felt like I was just in this loop of like despair mm. and um, it's funny to talk about it now because I don't feel it at all I'm like that sounds you know so far away and removed from life now but mm. like that that's what Praise it was God. and I was I wasn't I couldn't see a future I couldn't mm. figure out what what it was going to be because I couldn't envision it and, um, yeah I was I was a little lost and then um I got rejected one too many times from commercial stuff and, and jobs. I couldn't pay rent, and so I told my agent to stop submitting me. Mm. And I need to get a big girl job and you know find start editing or do something else, crew work. Or uh, I moved in with my mom. I couldn't get my pay for my apartment anymore. And I was just you know ready for something new, and I did not think it was going to be you know the role of my dreams um he he submitted me for this anyway and, and when i read it I, I connected to the character in such an intense way i thought if i don't book this it's definitely a sign i should not be acting but um you know i i, I got the call back i met dallas and it felt like it was this thing that was like written for me in a way that um gave me a new start and mm. new beginning which is literally what happens to Mary she's just this fresh start and uh and yeah it was it was like the before and after of of booking the chosen it was like a completely mm. different life 
Mm. I mean, we only have a little bit of information about her from the Gospels, but then all of this other speculative fiction about mm. her in media, you know, across the board, of if she was a prostitute or Jesus's wife, or, you know, there's all this, I think, misinformation about her. Um, I didn't even know she was possessed uh, and that Jesus expelled these demons from her. Like, I had never heard that before, which is insane. <laughs> um, and so when I first read the script, I was like, is this biblically accurate? And it turns out, yes, uh, or at least probable. And, um, and then, you know, we know that, and we know that she helped finance the ministry, and then we know that she was at the the first to see him resurrected. So, like, it's not mm. a lot of information, but I think it speaks to the writer's, you know, imagination, but also understanding of the Bible of, like, what could have led up to these moments and, and making all of those points, those facts, make sense. Yeah. Um, and they've done just such this beautiful job of making her so human um, and, you know, how she would have interacted with everyone and the disciples in this sort of not leadership role, but like, you know, a, a type of understanding that the others might not have since she has directly been healed by Jesus. And so um, it's been really fun to be able to like go in depth there and flesh it out as this historical figure, but then also just as a really well-written female character, which is what I've been dreaming of for so long that like I get to go into sides of her that you know, are darker and, and more challenging and also really, really human and gritty yeah. in a way that every actor would, you know, love to do. I think that this type of representation has been, you know, lacking in media in Hollywood. Um, and I don't, I think there's plenty of stories of, of women with PTSD or sexual trauma or pain from their past but they don't always show, you know, it's usually a tragic story. They don't show this other side, which is this redemption and a new chapter and a new beginning and a freedom from the shame and guilt and pain of the past. Um, so I think that the women watching this that have gone through that sort of trauma or honestly just any sort of pain in their, their life, um, they're able to see themselves in it and also almost use the character as a vehicle to like work through maybe some some of that pain in this cathartic way um i think it speaks to like how um very intense and and reactive the fans have been with the character because they see themselves in it so it's personal for them thank you how has this effect uh project affected your own uh spiritual um, journey i was raised Catholic and it was, um, you know, I loved it, <laughs> but then I think at some point religion and, and personalities within religion are almost, dis have been, had been distracting in a way that I almost forgot like the core mm -hmm. of Christianity, the core of what Jesus was teaching. And I think that happens a lot to young people. Um, mm -hmm. And there can be this sort of cynicism that comes from that. So I kind of held on to that cynicism for a really long time into my adulthood. 
and um, you know maybe saw some hypocrisy within churches where I'm like well I don't want anything to do with that and because of that felt a little isolated when I did actually need mm. a community that, that believed this so even though I maintained this belief I didn't have a way to express it or people to communicate with about it um, other than my family, you know? So it was this, uh, this isolating thing in, until the show. And I think because of the show, I'm able to return to that core, the core teachings mm. of what Jesus w was actually teaching and who Jesus actually was and not necessarily rely on the interpretation of other people for that, for me. Um, because then it becomes a personal thing and it becomes a very alive and real thing. Um, but I think the show has been like this path back to it. Um, and then also, I, you know, I didn't realize how many healings and how many miracles mm. and like mm. somehow I missed that as a kid, how <laughs> expansive and just like incredible this belief system actually is um and so yeah it's it's connected me deeply beautiful beautiful um i think there was one person at liberty university that like shared the night before they were feeling suicidal and oh. they were so excited to be here and the you know sharing the story the character helped them and so like these moments that are so intense and, and so sweet and really vulnerable mm. are incredible to experience but then they're like then they're you know we, we can't help but move on to the next person so it's like this <laughs> yeah. very intense very sweet uh, thing yeah. and then so I I, I uh, you know I want to say to anyone that's done that that like I still think about you and uh, you know hope you're doing well and um it's just hard because it is such an intense personal connection yeah. um, that is that we're unable to continue and unable to to develop and you know catch up on. So. Mm. You had a uh, one episode that was very moving about Mary Magdalene kind of going back, reverting yeah. back. And that was a one of the most powerful episodes I thought and what you brought to it was really exceptional, you know, the depth of, of what you brought to that. Can you just speak to what, how you sort of prepared for that and what you thought about that whole episode? Yeah, I, I, was, I was nervous for all of that. Um, so much of season one, I was already in that place of despair that it was very easy to connect to Lilith. And then life was good after that and so knowing that I had to go back I was like do I have to go back to be depressed until I realized you don't have to be a method actor you don't have to be it in order to you just have to relate to it and have compassion for the character instead of mm -hmm. becoming the character um, in a lot of ways I've, I've enjoyed like having Mary as a role model in terms of growth and maturing mm -hmm. but for that episode I did not want to revert to mm. previous behaviors. Mm. Um, even though I was like, should I show up drunk? No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tried to have a little bit more uh, 
removed compassion for her. But I also realized that I just need to show up, trust the writing, trust the other actors, connect to them in, in the present and just listen to them. Um, and then just trust that God is going to help with this instead of me trying to control it into what I think it ought to be. Um, and that helped immensely during season two of, of having a little bit more faith and being able to do it in the moment instead of planning for it. It would almost seem like there was some demonic uh, oppression that it kind of revisited yeah, Mary. triggered a few times. Yeah. yeah, so is that, that was on your mind that that was part of it? Yeah, I think, you know, there's like a few things that lead up to her running away. Um, these triggering elements that remind her of her pain in the past and then I mean then a demonic man like coming and trying to attack her which is maybe the biggest trigger of just like you know he calls her by Lilith hmm. it's a complete return to like a reminder of how bad things really were hmm. at that point she you know isn't thinking clearly yeah. and she just needs a drink like she just needs what she used to cope with um, not knowing that it is such a bad idea um, because she can't even think past that mm. need mm. I think people can relate to that feeling too of just when you're in that place you think nothing else can help you mm. because you can't see past um, I I was relating a little bit to, to that I was um, I didn't want to <laughs> um, but I you know having to return to that side of her I definitely had to remind myself of that side of me mm. um, these characters are so and so flawed and so deserving of love that um, I think a new generation growing up with this is I think it's a lucky generation to be able to have this at that age yeah. as tools to help you know in their growth thank you thank, yeah, you. thank you very much thank you so much for listening to this interview if you're interested in watching the Chosen series, you can download their free app or you can go to their website uh, called watch.angelstudios.com. Have a wonderful day.